Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Right now, we're going to talk about something we've talked about before on the show, and that is home ownership in this country. And there's a lot of talk about the affordability of housing in Canada and the fact that it's just out of reach for a lot of people, especially younger people in Canada. It's just, it's no longer attainable for a lot of people in Canada, especially in the bigger cities, right? Um, we've seen a bit of a plateau recently in that steady climb of home prices with rising interest rates, but it's still expensive. Listen to these numbers, for example. The average price of a home in Montreal is about 530000 okay? Calgary, it's more than that at six hundred and forty. Toronto, Vancouver, $1.3 million and $2 million respectively. Huge, huge money. But despite this, the dream of home ownership lives on in Canada's millennials. They're still holding out hope, and they're willing to make some sacrifices to have those dreams come true. Joining us to talk about it now is Phil Soper, CEO of Royal LePage and Bridgemark Real Estate Services. Uh, Phil, thanks for joining us. I appreciate your time. My pleasure. So Royal Page recently did a survey on this and in terms of millennials and, and how they're feeling about home ownership. And they're hanging on to the dream, right? Despite the rising prices and the huge costs, they still, by and large, want to get into home ownership. Yeah. And the other surprising thing from this most recent research is that a lot of them are in home ownership already. That number has really ticked up over the last uh, three years particularly in Alberta, which has the highest home ownership rate in Canada for millennials. Is that just a factor of the fact that Alberta typically has very high wages and very affordable housing, relatively speaking? That's exactly it. The, the higher wages for younger people and the lower cost of living. That, you know, it was a marketing slogan, the uh, Alberta advantage, but it turns out, it, well, it bears out in the research that there is an advantage. So in terms of, I mean, can you put a percentage on in terms of, you know, I think, uh, I don't know what I am, Generation X or something. I'm just out of the millennial category. I make, I'm out by about 10 years. I mean, in terms of percentages, are they staying the same or are we seeing fewer young people than we do people, you know, 50 plus like me? So, yeah, millennials, we define as people roughly between 25 and 40. Uh, the actual in this study was to 41, and they are doing better than previous generations. I know every generation, every generation believes they have it harder than the previous. Generation. Yes, for sure. <laughs> but the 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 actual numbers, we have 68 um, percent of millennials in um, Alberta are owning their homes. It's only 57 percent nationally. Even that number is up uh, markedly from uh, 2019 when it was below half. So there's uh, this steady march uh, towards home ownership. We're on a path now where millennials who are, and we've studied them in particular for oh, 15, 20 years now, because there's such a big um, cohort of people. There are more millennials than any other uh, okay. age category in Canadian history. 
Gotcha. And they, yeah, and they are, and and they are on this uh, steady path towards the highest home ownership rate of any generation. The baby boomers hold the current record at seventy three percent nationally. Be higher in Alberta, but seventy three percent nationally. If if intent and the path they're on carries through millennials will uh, eclipse that and be the highest uh, ever. Interesting. Okay, so, I mean, when we hear about uh, affordability, get, you know, it's becoming out of reach. For, I mean, h- how, does that, how does that work then? I mean, it, obviously it's not completely out of reach for all of them. Well, millennials are, are wealthier than, for example, a Gen X at the same age. They have more assets or paid more, uh, significantly more. The... Um, they also carry more debt, and a lot of that debt is related to real estate. They they hold bigger mortgages, so they're it's it's a two sided uh, two sided uh, blade, I guess, if you will. There are advantages and disadvantages. What we're seeing in 2022 is um, a window opening up for those who haven't had the opportunity to. Uh, get into home ownership if that's what they decide. Because there, there's a good thir- third of people, thirty uh, percent of people who are completely happy being uh, renters, yeah. although rental rates are very, very high. But for the majority of people, it's something that they equate with um, security and and uh, uh, a laudable goal for a family. So in 2022, we have. Softer home prices, a lot of parts of the country, less of a less movement in Alberta because prices weren't as uh, outrageously right. high. Uh, they have we have upward ticks in wages and salaries. That's just part of the whole inflationary cycle we're trying to g- grapple with. Um, we have less competition, less multiple offers, less bidding wars, and. Um, so overall, these are counteracting higher interest rates. And, and the research shows that uh, millennials are more optimistic this year than they have been uh, for, well, some time. Interesting. Interesting. So they're seeing some of these uh, changes as beneficial. Good to hear. Okay. Um, in terms of the sacrifices they're willing to make, some of them saying, you know what, okay, maybe I can't afford a home in Toronto, but that's fine. I'll move somewhere else. Like they are, I mean, it, it, it's it's that big of a feature in their futures that they're willing to uh, change their entire lives for it, right? Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty startling, actually, how many people, particularly in our most expensive cities, are willing or say they're willing. You know, it, it, sometimes intent and actions are different, right? So when you do this kind of research, you say, what is and what do you expect to be? And so when we're talking about relocating to, to become a homeowner, that's intent. And not all of them will. But if you, if you look at the numbers... Uh, a, a big percentage of people, for example, in the Golden Horseshoe of Southern Ontario, that that massive population group that that wraps around Lake Ontario from uh, Oshawa in the east to Hamilton, taking in Toronto, we're talking about you know uh, six million people. A significant amount of the young people there say, you know, I'd move to Alberta, I'd move to Atlantic Canada, even I'd move to Quebec, which is kind of unusual because of the perceived language challenges uh, to own a home. So, and they are, 
for the first time, if you if you go back over the last, oh, 70 years, typically there's only two provinces that have grown from interprovincial migration. This is if we're not taking into consideration immigration, mm-hmm. and that's BC and Ontario. Alberta plays, it, they're the third uh, recipient, but it's more twitchy. Um, I grew up in Alberta. I understand the, the sort of pendulum swing nature of the economy. And for example, from 2014 to 20, um, we didn't see people migrating into Alberta. But what happened during the pandemic for the first time was Southern Ontario, that massive group of people started donating Canadians to other parts of Canada. Sure. Um, and they moved to Alberta and they moved to St. John, New Brunswick, and they moved to uh, Prince Edward Island. And, uh, and it was because they could work remotely and the cost of living was lower. So, and they say in this research, they're going to continue to do so. We'll see if, you know, employers are as open to having people work remotely and far away from uh, their jobs as they were during the pandemic. Really interesting. I mean, and it changes almost day-to-day, Phil. So I appreciate you coming on and uh, giving us a little insight into the latest research. Thank you very much. My pleasure. You take care. You too.